and welcome to First Day Pod. I'm your host, Leanne. Hello. Michael Govier is not able to be with us tonight, um, but hopefully he'll be here soon. Um, so if this is your first time coming here, uh, we do things a little differently at First Day Pod. So instead of me just talking at you um, for the whole podcast, my favorite part is when you join in in the comments. So um, you will actually be part of this podcast. We record live every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. until about 8.30, 8.45, depending on how the conversation is going. And uh, tonight will be no different. So um, our big premise here is just sharing wisdom, education, empowerment, really to get ourselves to be the best versions of ourselves and looking at every day as the first day of the rest of our lives. So um, part of that is we have a book club every single Monday uh, from 8 p.m. Eastern until 9. Uh, We start on time, we end on time, and um, I think that's it for like housekeeping. (laughs) If you are in the comments and you want to be a part of the show, you can go ahead and make your comment and I will bring it up on screen and we'll discuss um, whatever thoughts or questions you have. If you're here, which I see that we do have viewers, um, hello, but I will not know that you're here unless you comment. Um, And if you're listening to this in the audio version, but you are excited about being part of it, you can either join us on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook at First Day Pod um, at 8 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday nights, or you can email us firstdaypod at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to share your thoughts, opinions, um, and ideas on the show. Okay. So what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about the title of the episode and we are already episode 120. So we've already done 119 shows, which is insane to me. Um, Hey, Josh. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. This is wonderful. So the title of this show is called um, Ditch the List, sort of. So what does that mean? Well, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of, you know, getting stuff done, taking action. Um, I recently went to a conference for my side business and it kind of reinvigorated me and the theme of the conference was break free. So break free from what? Whatever it is that you feel like you need to break free from. So I thought that maybe that would be a good question to pose to you. What are you hoping to break free from? Um, For me, it was playing small. So you guys might think, well, you don't really play small. You've got, you know, a couple businesses, you've got the podcast, you've got all these things going on. But believe it or not, I have a lot more in my heart that I want to give that I just don't make the time for. So having having all of the things that I want to do on my quote unquote to-do list just never gets done. And what I've noticed is Josh says life. You want to break free from life? Oh, Josh, is it the life that you're living? Because that's part of what I want to talk about. So I have made to-do lists, and you're probably the same, making to-do lists every day, every week, every month um, of all these things that you want to do, and they just seem to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, It doesn't matter how many things we check off. It feels like 
we check one thing off and we add five more things on. So the to-do list never gets finished. And that's okay. But what's not okay is if we're judging our success of the day or our success in general based on how much we're doing and how much we're checking off of that list. I've been having, it's been weird. The last couple of weeks, I've been having a lot of conversations, not even sparked by me, but by sparked, sparked by friends of, you know, oh gosh, I just can't seem to get the things on my list done. What's wrong with me? Why am I not organized? Why can't I get this done? Why do I feel so defeated? And the problem, we keep going towards ourselves, but maybe the problem is this list and using this list as some sort of benchmark of what kind of success we've been having. So I've been doing some trainings and I've been reading books and I've been really trying to like figure out what the best way is. Um, I have like a certification in goal achievement. Um, and even that they talk about lists, they talk about to-do lists, they talk about figuring out all the things that you need to do and then making a list. Sometimes in goal setting, they'll talk about prioritizing the list to making sure that the top things that need to get done are at the top of the list. The problem with that is that everything seems important, right? And the other problem is that because we never achieve everything on that list, we never feel like we've succeeded. So then we go to bed feeling like we've lost the day, right? And that inner dialogue keeps working at us and we're not going to feel joy, we're joyful. We're not going to feel like we have accomplished or succeeded that day. And then that keeps eating away at us. So what does Josh have to say? Josh says, so not basing life or happiness, et cetera, on checking off things on a to-do list. Right. Absolutely, Josh. So I am not against at all having a to-do list for me and my memory and my focus. I need to have a list. But the big thing I think is not not looking at that list as a as a uh, as a marker of what our success was in that day instead just kind of having it as a check also you don't forget things that'll also help us sleep better at night there's been science that has backed that up that just having things written down on paper will help you sleep because you're not you don't have to remember it our brain doesn't feel like it needs to keep reminding ourselves all night so we don't lose it so if you write it down on paper you'll actually sleep better. But if we're not basing it off of like how much we're doing, then what are, what are we doing and what's a better way? And this is going to sound really silly and simple. Um, it also might sound like something that people just don't want to do because they don't want to be, um, they don't want to be, uh, rigid. Okay. But what my suggestion and what I've started doing and when I've been my most quote unquote successful and achieving the most in my life, I've done this and I need to get back to it and be more regimented in it is working off of your calendar. So having a calendar, whether that's a paper calendar or a digital calendar. So let me know, Josh, do you keep a calendar or do you just have everything you have to do in your head? Because keeping a calendar and keeping everything in it sounds really strict and sounds like it's not 
freeing at all that you're like chained to your calendar. But in fact, when you focus on your calendar, because we only have 24 hours in a day, no matter how you slice it, you only have 24 hours in a day. It doesn't matter how much money you make, how successful you are. We don't get more time. So we have um, 24 hours. We have 168 hours a week. And if you really started writing down all the things that you do and all the things that you have to do and put them on a calendar, you'd be really surprised to see how much time we're wasting. That 168 hours, I can, there's stats and I don't remember what the stats are, but there's a significant amount of time that grown adults spend on social media and things that are numbing them out rather than what's moving them forward in the direction that they want to go. So Josh says he uses a head calendar and a lot of people do that. A lot of people say, oh, it's okay. Like I remember all of my things, but that ends up being a huge distraction because now we've got a lot of wasted time and you don't have to be regimented in that every moment of your day is scheduled for work. I think that it should be a very balanced week. So not a balanced day necessarily, because some days you're going to work longer than others. Some days you're just not going to work at all. Um, things are going to come up. But if we look at our days, like, or if we look at our, our time in buckets of a week of 168 hours, we're able to get a lot more done in that time. And if we put it on the calendar, everything, including sleep, including hygiene, including our exercise, including our meditation, including our work, including all of the things that we have to do. And we put times on that. And if we can focus on being focused and looking at that as our success of the day, that did we do the things that we told ourselves that we were going to do that day? Did we accomplish them? And it doesn't accomplish, doesn't have to be that we finished it. So um, Josh says it works for some, but definitely not all. Okay, so that is fair. And for probably 15, 20 years of my adult life, I said the same thing, that it doesn't work for me, that I'm a creative, that I need to have freedom, that I need to be able to ebb and flow throughout my day. But what I will say is that if we don't, schedule the time of the things that we want to accomplish, the chances of them getting done are slim to none. So one of the things that we have to do, and it's, it's just, it's just a fact. We just all have to do this. And however, like, however you need to do it is up to you. But what we need to start doing is we need to start looking forward at the person that we want to become. So who do we want? Who is our potential self? And it doesn't have to be 20 years out. It can even just be by the end of this year, we're already halfway through the year, more than halfway through the year. At the end of this year, where do I want to be? And what do I want my life to look like? And have a vision of what that is. And not just a vision, like I'm just going to manifest it because I'm going to dream about it, but figuring out what that is and then saying, okay, so if like my dream is that I'm going to have like fit arms. It's always been a thing for me. I'm going to have fit arms. I'm going to be, you know, at my goal weight. 
Um, I am going to have, you know, a certain amount, figure out what that is for me, success in my side hustle, certain amount of success in my career, certain amount of success, um, and whatever success looks like to me, right? That's different for everybody. Um, but we need to figure out where we want to be and then what we need to do in order to get there. One of the things that fall off of a lot of people's schedules, me included, is movement for our body. And that is just, it, it's, I don't know of anybody that does not need movement in their day. Um, and so if you don't schedule it, it's really hard for that to be incorporated into the day until it becomes a habit. Of course, once it becomes a habit, then we're kind of golden, right? Like we don't have to really schedule brushing our teeth because we either brush our teeth in the morning or we brush our teeth before we go to bed or both or whatever that looks like to you, you've incorporated a a habit. But when we're trying to change our life, we need to be able to incorporate those things. Um, Okay. So Josh says, I get a shit load done, but not enough time in a day, week, month, year, et cetera. Okay. So this is awesome. This is what I love about our podcast. I love the interaction with you guys. So when you say that you get a shit done, a shit load done, that's wonderful. But what is the shitload of stuff that you're doing that you're getting done? And if you're not feeling like you're succeeding or you're not feeling like you're you're doing the things that you want to get done, why is that? And maybe then we need to. So that was going to be my next part is, okay, let's see what else you've got here. So I get two to four hours of sleep a day and my day gets started at 5 a.m. Okay, well, okay. So old Leanne, okay, so work, moving, doctor, et cetera. Okay, so those are the things that you are getting done. So here's the thing. And then he says, not enough time in the day. Okay, so here's here's the thing. And in order, I think, and again, I'm not the end all be all. I don't have all the answers. So like this whole podcast is all about shared wisdom. It's all about education. So if there are, if there is science out there that's being done around the topics that we do, then I like to share it. Um, there is science around the things that we're talking about right now, but I will be completely honest. I was on vacation this weekend and I really didn't, um, touch prepping for the show. Um, so there is, there is science though, behind all of these things that I'm talking about. Um, but that's what the show is all about is just the shared wisdom and empowering each other to be the best that we can be. So when you say that there's not enough time in a day, there's not enough time in the day to do what all of us only have 24 hours a day. And if ultimately we're looking either to be, and this is going to be different for everybody, but in general, we find the most happiness when we are being the best versions of ourselves. So, and whatever that is, like it's different for everybody. So what I think, you know, the best version of me is, is going to look very, very different from what the best version of you looks like, Josh, and very different than you that are listening right now, what the best version looks like for you. But we all know what that is, you know? Um, so getting enough done, self-care, time with family, mental health. Okay. Sometimes what I would argue 
is that we put so much emphasis on, okay, so my movement needs to be X amount of time. It needs to be half an hour. It needs to be an hour. It needs to be whatever. My, um, okay, so Josh, you're saying it's unable to fit these things, get these things, oh, fit these things done. So get them done and fit them into your day. So that's fine. But what I would say is that what we need to do, and this is why the calendar works so powerfully. Because if we put in, if we look at a calendar, so I like to do it on paper um, and then I transfer it to my digital because then I have it on my phone. I have it on my watch. I have it on my computer. I have it everywhere that I need it. Um, But first I like to put it on a paper calendar. Okay. And this is just for me. A lot of people can just do it on their digital and it's fine. I don't work that way. I work a lot better with like pen and paper. So when I put it in there, then I'm able to see what I'm incorporating. And off to the side, I'll put in there, like, what do I want on Sunday? When I look back at my week, how am I going to find that to be a successful, quote unquote, successful life, a successful week? And I'll put in the things that I want to do. And then you put them into the calendar. And if they don't fit in the calendar, then we have to just adjust, we have to adjust. So that either means we do them for less time. So like if we're working out and we can't fit in an hour workout, maybe we can fit in just 20 minutes. But 20 minutes every day is better than not being able to find the time for the hour and then not doing it at all. You know what I'm saying? So we need to start reevaluating how we're going to fit these things in based on our values of what is important to us and looking at, okay, on Sunday, when I look back at my week and I lay my head down on the pillow, am I going to feel like I had a success, a successful week or not? And if I do find it successful, why did I find it successful? And so if that means that, you know, I was, you know, doing certain things, I need, those need to be on the calendar. Josh says successful life and successful week are two different things. They're really okay. So you can explain that to me probably a little bit better. Um, So Josh says mentally ill creates an outlier to the science. Okay. So that is fair. That is fair. And that's the thing. This is not going to work. Not there's nothing that is going to work for everybody because if there was the person that could figure that out would be a gazillionaire. There would be one book or a million books of the same thing saying that this works for everybody. It just doesn't. There's nothing that is cookie cutter that works for everybody. However, it is worth, I think, trying it this way to see if it works. So if you, okay, so one second. So Josh is explaining the other thing that he said. So you can have a successful work week, but an unsuccessful life. Yes, absolutely. And I'm not talking about a work week. Um, I'm not talking about a successful any part of it. I'm saying at the end of the week, how do you feel like you had a successful life? Um, And I think we need to start asking that question a lot more as opposed to really focusing on success being a monetary thing or success being a work thing or success just being something that is, you know, um, 
society deems it successful. We all know what we need in order to feel happy. And for in my books, happiness is success. If I feel really happy, then I feel like I had a successful week. I also know that in order for me to be happy, I need to be making money so then I can take care of my my needs because, you know, hugs and love and rainbows aren't going to pay rent, aren't going to pay mortgages, aren't going to pay for the car. Um, okay. So Josh says, I don't feel like I have, okay. So finish that sentence for me, Josh. Um, but if I felt happy more so than I didn't in the things that I'm doing, then to me, I was successful and I know what I need to feel happy. I know that I need movement. I need movement every day. And when I don't, because I usually wake up in the morning thinking that I'm going to do it. And then when I don't, really, I've lied to myself. And that doesn't feel good. It just doesn't feel good. I've let myself down. And that doesn't feel good. I put everybody else ahead of myself. And that doesn't feel good. And I want to feel good. So I need to start putting that on the calendar and keeping it as a commitment for me. And having, I think, having minimum non-negotiable non -negotiable pieces of all of this stuff is important. Movement is something that I think is important for everybody. Water is important for everybody. And yes, there's going to be outliers that are on, people are on certain medications that they're not able to have water or excess amount of water. And that's fine. Again, you know what you need. Um, we all know what we need. So none of the things that we talk about on this show is a please take this as the written word. This is just something to spark conversation and see where we're at. Josh says, yes, but many people are scraping and clawing to survive and not being successful. That is absolutely the truth. That is absolutely the truth. But one of the big things is that we're not taking the time. And I totally understand it that not everybody is in a position that they're able to make the money that they want. Or, um, you know, there's a lot of everything is more expensive these days. Um, but we need to start reevaluating what success and what happiness looks like for ourselves. And we also need to start looking at what we want with our life in living into that now. So, okay, so there's there's so much to unpack in all of this stuff. But if we're scraping and we're clawing and we're living an insane life because we're doing the same things, expecting different results, maybe it's worth looking at how am I spending my time? The best way to do that is to look at our calendar and to figure out what we need in our day in order to be successful. So for me, I've realized that I used to, I used to pride myself on sleeping four hours a, a day because I got more time in my day. But actually my health was suffering. My work was suffering. Everything was suffering because I wasn't getting the sleep that I needed. As soon as I started incorporating the sleep that I needed, then my work was more efficient. My health started getting better. Like all of it, there was that one change that changed it all. Can everybody get eight hours of sleep? No, that I understand that. I understand that people have problems sleeping. We have insomnia. We have all these issues, but there's also a lot of, if you know that that's something that you need, 
and you put it on your calendar and then you start really focusing on that with intent of I'm going to sleep more. And that doesn't mean necessarily sleeping pills, but maybe it's turning off all of the blue light a couple hours before you go to bed and really having a good routine before you go to bed. Maybe it's stopping caffeine or stopping it earlier. There's a lot of things that we can be doing. And yes, the medical outliers, that's not who I'm talking to. I'm not talking to the people that have tried all the things. But usually a big majority of our population, me included, does not try all the things. We try a few things for a little bit and then we say that it doesn't work. And then we're like, okay, well, I just, I can't do it because I can't sleep. I can't lose weight because it's just the way that my body is, or I'm too stressed, or I don't have time, or I can't make enough money, you know, because you're spending 40 hours a week at a job or 50 hours at a week at a job that's just never going to pay you what you need. Um, or you've got way too many expenses that your, your pay may be able to afford you a lifestyle of peace and, um, you know, the life that you could, that you could work out, but you're paying, you're spending too much money. And so now you're stressed. So there's a lot of different ways of looking at these things is, you know, downsizing is not a bad thing. These houses and these cars and all these things, if we can't afford them with the job that we have, we either have to try to get another job or try to get a side job or try to get extra money somehow. Or we need to look at our expenses and maybe we don't need the iPhone. Maybe we don't need all of these extra things. So there's a lot of a lot of things that we don't want to look inward or change. Um, and we need to do that. And the calendar isn't going to answer all these questions, but the calendar definitely can open up our eyes to how we're spending our time. Um, Josh says, economic and other societal issues affect men- mental health. Many don't get time to unravel the mental work to decompress these ideas. Yes, I agree. And I'm going to come back to that. You also say that when others depend on you, it changes the dynamics of what is important. Correct. And I'm assuming that you're talking about your wife and your kids um, and potentially people at work. Uh, Yes, it does change the dynamic of what's important if you want to deem it as more important. So yeah, you need to, you know, keep your, your kids alive and you need, that's, you're a parent, you need to do that. Um, and ideally you spent, you want to spend time with your kids and you want to spend time with your spouse, but these end up being value items, right? These are, this is what you value. You value your, you value your children, you value your relationships. And so you should be spending the time on the things that you value. And so now if you need to make money in order to support the people that you value, then you need to look at that. But there's so many things that we're not willing to look at or change or sacrifice in order to make our life a little bit easier. Um, And when you were saying that there's economic and other societal issues that affect mental health, it's absolutely true. But I'll say like right now, if so maybe like Josh, you or anybody that's listening to this right now, if you're telling me that you don't have time to work out for 20 minutes, then I can tell you right now that that's absolutely not true. 
because you just spent 28 minutes listening to me talk to you about doing something. So instead of listening to a podcast or while listening to a podcast, you could be out for a walk. So there's a lot of things that we say that we don't have time for, but if we put all of our time and if you can't plan ahead on a calendar, another really easy thing to do, I mean, it's it's hard for you to remember, but if you can remember to do it, take a week and write down all of the time that you spend doing the things that you do. Put down the time that you spend on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and Netflix. And I'm not saying this at all to shame anybody because I spend a lot of time on these things. That's where I know that I'm not spending the time on the things to really live the life that I want to live. Do you know what I mean? So um, Josh also says, uh, I am multitasking with other things on my plate. Okay. So yes, a lot of us say that we can multitask. Multitasking is really kind of a slippery slope. So if you can, it would depend on what you're doing that you're multitasking with. Um, because really we get things done a lot more efficiently and it's just the way that it is. We get things done a lot more efficiently if we're not multitasking. If we are spending time focused in focused work. Um, now, you can you can work out and you can listen to a podcast, but I'll tell you even with that, if I'm working out, if I'm on a walk and I'm listening to a podcast and it's a funny podcast that is just like, oh, this is great. That's fine. But if I'm listening to a podcast that I'm actually trying to learn from, I can tell you that my steps and my distance and my um, speed all go down because I end up listening to it and I'm not as focused on my walk. If I'm on a walk, a lot of the time I listen to not podcasts. I listen to motivational music that's at an RPM in order to keep up my steps. And so it's usually the same thing over and over and over again the same message. So it's subconsciously, um, it's kind of like priming my subconscious into what I want to know. Um, and because I've listened to it so many times, it's like the song that can play in the background. If it's a new song, you'll start, you know, you're not, you won't be able to focus, but if it's an old song that you've always listened to, then it's just background noise. That's what I do when I'm working out because I want to focus on the workout. And when you focus on the workout, you can spend less time. Same thing with any of your work. If you stay focused on it, it's been proven that the human brain, like we can't, and again, yes, there will be outliers that can work for four hours straight and they can get their stuff done. But for the most part, we lose our productivity and we lose our efficiency after 50 minutes of working. So if we're working for an hour or two hours, we're losing our efficiency. If we are multitasking at the same time that we're doing these things and we're spending two hours in it, I can tell you, you're probably not being efficient in your time. So, and this is not like, okay, so it is so funny because I've just been learning this stuff and using it in my own life and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, I'm really, really passionate about this because I know for me, I have not, I have not become the person that I want to become only because, only because I have not put in the time and designed the life that I want. That is the only reason. Yes, things will take me a little bit longer. Yes, things will, I'll need to learn a lot of new things, but I'm really not 
spending the time. And when I look at my calendar, there's a lot of gaps in there of me wasting time. So um, I was really hoping to see some people like drop off of this podcast when I started talking about this because then they would be like, oh, that's right. I'm going to go work out (laughs) or, oh, I'm going to go and do that project that I've been wanting to do. So this is not at all like I know it sounds there's certain episodes that we do that I get super passionate about and I I talk more. And then there's certain episodes that we do that I really want to learn more. And so um, it's a it's a give and take in this just like it is in life. But one of the things that I'm really passionate about when I said ditch the list it's not focusing on the to-do list and basing our success off of how many things that we're getting done. Because a lot of the time, that also means that we're doing the things that are able to be checked off quickly. And those usually aren't the important things in our life. Um, so Josh says, I don't listen well. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so But these are all, you know, kind of challenges that we need to start playing around with. We need to be curious. We need to figure out, okay, what is going to work for us? And having like five-day challenges are fun. We've done them on the show. Um, Having five-day, seven-day, 10-day challenges, even 30-day challenges are fun. And they're they're exciting to do. And we're probably going to bring more of them back. we're going to be, I've been kind of alluding to some, some things and community building things that we're going to be doing in the show. And, um, we're going to do all those things, but I'll tell you, we can't just say, Oh, I tried it for a week or I tried it for a day, or I tried it for 30 days and it just didn't work for me because a lot of the time it takes a lot of time. Um, it takes a lot of time to be able to build these new habits. We've built these bad habits for 20, 30, 40, 60 years of our lives. And then we're thinking in seven days we can change it. It's hard. It's hard to do. Um, but it's easy. Oh, hey, Janice. Hi, hi. I'm so glad you're here. Um, Josh says, I'm still here. Okay. I'm glad. I'm so glad because I feel like I've been talking at you a little bit. Um, but I am, I'm really passionate about this. So looking at our calendar, um, Okay. So Josh says, so not the first day. Okay. So what do you mean is not the first day? I think every day today, this moment right now is the first day of the rest of our lives. And looking at that all the time, every single day, I think is really important because then, because then we're not, we're not worried about what happened yesterday. If yesterday was a really good day, and I'm just speaking for myself here. If yesterday was a really good day, either with my health or with my work or with my whatever, subconsciously the next day, I feel like I can mail it in a little bit. It's like, oh my gosh, I like, I did all this thing. I, you know, I I worked out really, really well. And so now I can like, I can have the cheesecake today. So having a really great day doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a great day the next day, right? For me, it's quite the opposite. The better the day is, the next day I usually mail it in. But Now that I look at every day as the first day of the rest of my life, it doesn't matter what I did the day before. I could have had a really shitty day and it doesn't matter. I have a fresh, new, clean slate. Um, And that's what I really love about the whole idea of the show is sharing this wisdom so then we can have every day be the best first day of the rest of our lives. Um, 
So Josh, trying something needs to be for longer sometimes, so not first day. Okay, no, both are correct. It need We need to be doing things for longer than a day. But if we look at every day as the first day of the rest of our lives, we go into that with curiosity. We go into that with a fresh, clean, ready to take on the world attitude. And so now before we know it, the, you know, and you can count it, do whatever you want, count it that you're seven days in or you're eight days in, but really does it matter? I don't think so. Because I think what ends up happening is when we have these, you know, I've been doing it for seven days or I've been doing it for 14 days or I've been doing it for 30 days, it ends up working against us a lot of the time because either we're trying to do something for a seven-day challenge or a 30-day challenge. Well, mentally, we're only doing it until the end of the challenge. And then we can say, yes, I did it. And then you go and change and go right back to your old ways because you're just looking at it like a little time. If you're looking at this like you want to change your life, if you want to change something about your life and we look at every day as the first day of the rest of our lives, then we get to go in clean and really attack it that day. And we'll want to attack it that day. And it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. So, and then it gives us grace to kind of fall. Um, Okay, so Josh says Groundhog Day. We talked about this on the show before, right? Um, Yes, the movie. Okay, so Janice says true. Thank you, Janice. I'm not sure exactly where that was because I did fall back on these comments. Um, Josh says make a lifestyle change, not a challenge. Yes, yes. And when I said that we might do more challenges, I think we're going to do more challenges. We can just call it changes. Um, but I don't think that they're going to be five day, seven day, 12 day, 2.5 day. They're going to be first day challenges. It's going to be the challenge that every day we look at it as the first day of our, the rest of our lives and focusing on whatever it is that we need to, the goals that we want to incorporate into our life to at the end of our days, did we feel like we had a successful life? Were we happy? And that to me is what's really important. Um, is really kind of living backward, re-engine, like um, reverse engineering our life. And, you know, unfortunately, the only thing that we can all guarantee is that we're not going to be here forever. And when we have to look back at our days, that's why Sunday reflection is always really nice because it, it kind of, it gives you the opportunity to be able to look back and see the things that you did well, the things that you need to um, do a little bit better or a little differently. Um, and then we don't keep making the same mistakes every day, but looking back at, you know, when, when I'm done here on this earth, whenever that is going to be, hopefully well into the future, are we going to be able to look back and say that we succeeded and succeed? I don't think anybody on their deathbed says, oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. I definitely hit that goal or that rank or that promotion or none of that matters. So we should be living our life into what does matter. And health is one of those things that do matter. We need to put that focus in and that focus and those values need to be in our calendar. If we don't make the time, then we don't do the thing. It's just the way that it is. And if you have a good enough memory in your head that you're able to do it all in your head, then kudos to you. But the majority of people don't. And the majority of people have no idea how they're spending their time. So that is as always, our conversations detour, they go around the bend, they come back. 
Um, and that's what I love is what you guys bring to the table in this podcast. The shared wisdom that we get through the comments is always, always my favorite. Um, Janice says that when we finish the challenge, we revert back, revert back. True. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We do because we're not doing it as a lifestyle change. We're doing it as, you know, a hitting that goal of the, the, whatever that is a seven day, whatever. Um, so, and you know, it's nice because in that seven day or in that 30 day, we did live and get a taste of the life that we wanted to have. That's nice. But really being consistent is what is going to make our life what we want our life to be. And we're going to iterate it. I think, I think we're going to say like for right now, you know, I'm training for a marathon. And so every day I'm trying to get movement in the form of walking so that I can get all of my muscles ready for the marathon. And that will probably change because in the winter I might not want to walk as much. So I might decide that like, you know, I want to pick up Pilates. Everybody's talking about Pilates and what it's doing to their body. So I might shift that. But knowing that health is one of my top values and one of my top priorities, if you looked at my calendar for the last three years, you wouldn't be able to tell that it was a value of mine or a priority of mine because I didn't make time for it. Um, and so I think that that's what I'm really trying to drive home is we need to be making time for what we value and what is a priority to us and figure out why those things are a priority and do the seven step. Why? I think that's really powerful. What that is, is when you say, okay, why do you want to do something? And you give the answer. That's usually not the real answer. That's the societal, you know, expectation answer. Um, but then you say, you know, why is that important? And then you answer that. And then you say, why is that important? You go seven layers deep. You really get to the root of why we do the things that we do and why we want the things that we want. And once we realize that value and that why, then we're able to like really see if it's important to us. And sometimes you'll get to the third level and you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is not my why. This is not important to me. This is not my priority. And then you can knock it off the list. And so now not having enough time in the day, actually we start building time because we realize a lot of the things that we do weren't necessary because they weren't our things to do. You know what I'm saying? So let's see what else we have here. This is so, so good. So Josh says, well, their lifestyle changes, not challenges. We can challenge ourselves to make that lifestyle change. I love it. I love it. You're absolutely right. And Josh also says, even if the activity changes, it is still the lifestyle change and we need to challenge ourselves to make that lifestyle change. Amen. Yes. Josh says, this creates change and our bodies and minds start doing these activities changes as muscle memory. Right. Exactly. And that's why it's so important for us to figure out what those values are and living into it and becoming that person of who we want to be, because it's not going to take a lot for us to change. So yeah, if we've got like for me, for example, I've got 30 pounds I want to lose. So will it take me a long time to lose 30 pounds? Yes. I will not lose 30 pounds tomorrow. It just will not happen. Physically, it can't happen. No matter how much I set it on my calendar, it won't happen. But can I do the small incremental changes in my life in order for that to eventually happen? Absolutely. 100%. And 
I have to figure out why is that important? Why is the 30 pounds important? And really, the 30 pounds is not important. I just know, just like you know, just like anybody that's listening to this knows what their number is around. Because we all know how much extra weight we're carrying. And we might not know an exact number. I don't know if my exact number is 30. I don't know if it's 25. I don't know if it's 35. I don't know if it's 40. I don't know. But I do know that I can have the goal of 40. But every day, letting it be the first day of the rest of my life, every decision, every choice, letting that be the first choice, the first decision, so then we don't become overwhelmed. Because it is a lifestyle change. You're absolutely You're absolutely right. And that's what you were talking about. Okay, so here you say, whether you walk or do Pilates, either activity are steps to make that lifestyle change. 100%. I'm absolutely with you, Josh. 100%. This is all lifestyle changes. And that's why I really wanted to talk about the to-do list because I think a lot of people are getting into a lot of trouble and a lot of feeling defeated and feeling like they're not a success, even though they've done so much in the day. Um, or in the week or in the year or in the whatever, because our, our to-do list never stops. And it's just silly for us to base our success off of that. So fitting it into the calendar and, you know, if you need to, maybe a better way to do it is instead of a weekly calendar. So for me, because I know that we can create habits a lot quicker if we do things the same day, um, and the same time because we just get used to it, right? You guys know, you guys have been a part of it when we've been trying to like change up the podcast day. And so one week, it'll be a Tuesday and then another week, it'll be a Sunday. And then before I know it, we've missed two weeks. Um, There wasn't any consistency. Consistency is what really creates our life. And um, so having things done at the same time, at at the same day of the week, it makes it easier to create the consistency. But there's some things that don't need to be done every week. So maybe like having a date night with Rebecca is important, but maybe you don't need to do that every week. I mean, sure, it would be nice, but maybe you don't need to, but maybe once a month would be nice. So looking at your calendar and your schedule for the month and fitting those types of things in, having alone time, you know, and doing certain things. I was listening to one person and they were saying that for their mental health, they schedule that they take two months off a year. That to me is excessive and I would not, I would not enjoy it. Why would I not enjoy it? Because then I would know that 10 months out of the year I'm working and doing all the other things and my memory will fade. To me, I would rather have, you know, um, a week vacation every, whatever the math would be to be the equivalent. Um, in order for me to be able to have that staggered out, but to each their own, figuring out what you need, that's what's important. Um, Let me see here. So Josh also says, it is more that you can make a change and succeed. It is not really the 30 pounds. It's the change and essentially the fact that we set out to make change and that change was implemented and not just talked about. Amen. Yes, and it just, it oops, it really does come down to the thing that we had talked about when we talked about self-care was the number one self-care item that we all should be doing. Um, 
And I believe that it's holding, and I think Janice, I think Josh, you also agreed, is keeping our word to ourselves, doing what we say that we're going to do. And the calendar helps us to be able to do that. And then what what's also interesting about using the calendar versus the to-do list, the to-do list is infinite, right? You can just grab another page and add another thing. But if you're putting these things into the calendar and there is not the time on that calendar, you have to start making the tough decisions about what do I eliminate? What do I add? What do I shorten? And because we don't necessarily always have to do the things as long as we think that we need to do them, even just self-care and having, for me, I need, I need time grounding. I need time with my feet in the ground or it doesn't have to be grass. It can just be on cement, but I need that time to ground. And Janice will probably tell me that she's given me grounding exercises that you actually don't even need to be in the earth. You can just visualize it. That is really, really important to me. Um, I went to church for the first time in years, actually, this weekend when I was in Virginia. And it was such a powerful experience. It was like the best church I've ever been to. It was so, it was overwhelming. It was so cool. It was so uplifting. It was so beautiful. I cried within the first five minutes because it was just so joy-filled. But when I left, we were walking to the car. I told the ladies that I was with, I said, you guys, I just need two minutes. And I went and I earthed and I grounded because I was so overwhelmed with all of these feelings. I needed to to get back to center. And I'm not a yogi. I'm not into like, I, I'm not good at any of this stuff, but I know that that's what I need. And did I need to meditate for 20 minutes to get over it? No but I was able to spend two, actually, I don't even think I spent two minutes. I think I probably just spent a minute, but I took that time for myself and it changed everything. And it brought me back to center and I could just be, you know, in the moment. So sometimes self-care only takes a minute at a time. It only takes, you know, 30 seconds of, of really good breathing to get us back and to get us ready for the, the next moment that we have to take on. So instead of making these things into these big complicated things, putting them in there and saying, okay, even if I just did five minutes of this thing, or even if I just did 10 minutes of this thing, that's going to add up at the, at the end of the year, you know, you're going to have a lot of extra things that you've done because you've used your time wisely. So, oh, that is part of it. Um, Josh says, that is the overall basis of this podcast. Yes, absolutely. It really, really is. This is really what the first day really means. Yes. And we've been talking about that, Josh, that it's like, and I really appreciate you, Josh, because you've had a lot of conversations with me and um, about the podcast and it has been evolving and I've loved to see it evolve. And the only way that it's been evolving is by taking action. It's just by showing up and doing the things and having these conversations. And I think all of it is super powerful um, because we can't do, we can't make change just sitting in our head. It just doesn't happen. I wish it did because if it did, oh my gosh, the life that I'd be living right now. I have so many things inside of my head, but it's just in the doing and in the being that we become who we want to be. Um, 
So what else do we have here? Janice says, good for you. Even a minute counts. 100%. It really does. And knowing what we need is really, really important. Um, I just want to share one more thing, something that I listened to uh, today, and it was this this neuroscientist that I absolutely adore, Andrew Huberman. Um, I think it's called like Huberman, Huberman Labs or something on YouTube. Anyway, Andrew Huberman, he's a brilliant man. And um, he has a podcast and he brought on a, a guy and uh, I don't remember what his name is, but I guess he's like a famous boxer maybe. Well, he has always had major, major anger issues ever since he was like, he does not remember a time when he did not have major anger issues. He said growing up, um, if they went, if he went two weeks without punching a hole in the wall of his childhood home, then that was a good time because he would always be punching walls. He said he's really good at drywall because he's had to patch so many walls in his, in his house. Um, and he is, he was, I think 47 or 48 years old and he has always had anger. And the therapist that he's working with right now offered this suggestion and he said, he's a changed man. And I'm going to share it with you what it is. And then I'm going to share how long it took him because it's fascinating. So he's been like this for 47 years and, uh, just outrageous rage and very mean to everybody around him. Um, and you know, that's one of the things like if you are, if you're really, really mean to everybody around you, chances are pretty darn good that you're probably even meaner to yourself. And what his thing was, and he didn't even realize it because it was just the way that he was, his inner dialogue was absolutely nasty to himself. Absolutely the worst dialogue that you could ever imagine. He, if he wasn't absolutely perfect, even just making a steak, if he wasn't absolutely perfect at work, if he wasn't absolutely perfect at brushing his teeth, whatever it was, the words that he used in his dialogue internally, so nobody knew what was going on, but he was like, I just wanted to punch myself in the face. I just wanted to annihilate myself. I just want, I was the worst. I was all of these things. And that's just the way he talked. So obviously he's going to have this anger and it's going to be projected onto the world around him. His therapist said, and this is what he had to do. And, and I think it's really fascinating because it's not rocket science, but it's a matter of being consistent. His therapist asked him that when this overcomes him and the self-talk comes up, he was to stop the thought and then picture that whatever he just did, making the stake, doing the thing at work, whatever it was, that it was not him that did that action. Instead, it was a good friend of his. And what words would he use if they did that in front of him? And obviously, it was kinder. It was out of love. It was sweeter. It still might have been a little bit like because he had all of that anger in him, but it definitely wasn't the way he spoke to himself. And then he had to video or audio tape record the thing that he would say to his friend. And then he had to send it to his therapist. So that therapist got a lot of audio recordings. It was hard in the beginning, A, to remember probably to do it. But as he started doing it, he did it every single time. He was able to stop himself and think, okay, if this was a friend, what would I say to that friend? And it started changing things. 
after the 47 years of this negative, debilitating, annihilating self-talk, it only took him about four months. He's not exactly sure. He'd have to look back. He said, I'd have to look back at my audio to see exactly how long this took. But he thinks it was about four months of doing this practice that he, he says, I'm sure that I still talk to myself a little bit rougher than, than some people. Um, he says, but he has cleaned up his anger noticeably for everybody around him. And his love for himself has just gone off the charts. If you guys go find it, um, you know, it's, it's fascinating. But to think that he was able to change himself that drastically after 47 years in just four months. But what most people would do is they would listen to something like that. And even if they were open, a lot of people wouldn't be opening to making that kind of a change. They would do it for a couple weeks or a month. And then they would say, well, it's just not working for me. See, I'm still angry. Well, of course you're angry because you you've created this habit for 47 years. But for that to be able to be reversed in just four months is pretty fascinating. So that's one of the big things that like small changes, because it wasn't a big thing, small changes are able to really change us and quickly. So um, Josh says, this podcast allows for ideas to be aired and helps set the philosophical calendar for the week. I like it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Although I don't want it to be a philosophical calendar only. (laughs) Janice says, awesome way to see what you are doing to yourself. I like that. Yes, absolutely. So, okay, you guys, this was a much longer episode than normal. I am going to wrap it up. I really adore all of you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being in the comments. And thank you for driving the content inside of this show because I really can't do it without you. And I cannot wait for Mike to be back. Um, so as always, if you guys have anything that you want to share with us, but you're not able to be with us live, please do that either on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch at first day pod or email us firstdaypod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to join our book club, you can do that. It's Monday nights from eight to 9 PM Eastern time. And I really hope to see you guys in the show, in the comments next week, um, every Tuesday, 8 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Thank you so much. I love you all. Have a wonderful week. Bye.